Welcome to the Fidelity Podcast. Episode number two is about connectivity. And today my guests are Senior Investment Specialist James Hickling and Global and US Fund Manager John Guinness. John, taking a step back, how do you define future connectivity as an investment theme? We define the future connectivity as a thematic fund looking to take advantage of the shift of human activity from offline to online and then from online to mobile. We strongly believe that COVID-19 and now 5G are both big catalysts accelerating this trend. What kind of fund are you getting with future connectivity? Well, first and foremost, it's a thematic connectivity fund It's not a technology fund. We have a very narrow focus on connectivity and communications. Future connectivity is about how we as consumers and businesses connect with each other. All of the stocks in the fund have to be thematically pure in that they are all focused on the communications and connectivity between people, businesses, places and things. So how do we look at thematic purity? Well, we look at the percentage of revenue, of profits and of equity value that is connectivity and we're very focused on each stock's connectivity purity. We look at this on a forward-looking basis, focusing on the future fundamentals, using ideas from our global fidelity analyst team. We are capitalising on the shift to super-fast connectivity. So as you would imagine, this is a growthy fund focused on companies in the connectivity space. We believe that the entire connectivity thematic universe has better long-term fundamentals than the wider market and that within the universe, we are looking for companies that will grow faster than expected due to these connectivity thematic trends. These companies are predominantly in communication services and technology sectors, although we also own companies in other sectors too. Now, why will 5G be an accelerator of these trends? Well, 5G will be 20 times faster, 20 times cheaper, with 10 times higher capacity, and will be 100 times more energy efficient than 4G was. There will be two huge impacts of 5G. First, 5G will enable people who have not previously had super fast connectivity to be connected to the internet at great speed. This will be especially powerful in developing countries and in rural areas where people do not have super fast broadband today. Secondly, 5G will be so much quicker that it will enable multiple new technological innovations from the Internet of Things to augmented reality to all sorts of other amazing technologies. And you split your portfolio into three areas, enablers, which are mainly IT and components companies, networks, which are the telcos and the tower firms, and innovators, which are the Internet businesses. And How have you shifted your allocations between these lately? Well, at the moment, we have about a third of the fund in the enablers, about 15% of the fund in networks, and about 50% in what we call the innovators. At the start of the 5G cycle, 
you would expect to have a higher proportion in enablers. These are companies like semiconductors, communications equipment suppliers, and Apple, for example, who all help build these 5G networks. As these networks get rolled out around now, you would expect a shift on the margin towards the networks, especially towards networks you think can actually monetize the new sources of traffic, like 5G connections. We are actively looking for telecoms and networks ideas. We're pleased we've not owned them until now, as the sector has hugely underperformed, but we feel now might be the time to move in and buy some telecoms companies that may benefit from 5G. At the same time, many of the innovators have done extremely well and we are recycling these profits into names that we like, but which have been weaker. Many of these names will benefit from 5G. And John, can you go into a bit more detail on a couple of connectivity sub-themes you're particularly excited about at the moment? The first connectivity sub-theme we are excited about is that of enterprises and telecoms companies refreshing their networking equipment post-COVID-19. In the US, for example, the large telecoms operators have spent almost $100 billion on Spectrum and are rolling out networks to utilize this spectrum. They are spending on communications equipment from base stations to switches and routers. We own Juniper and Ericsson, for example, and we recently added another similar company. These companies have underperformed for almost 20 years now and are extremely cheap, and we feel that the risk reward here is very positive for us. The second connectivity sub-theme we are excited about is actually augmented reality. Now, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook has recently done multiple interviews and podcasts where he openly talks about how much Facebook is spending on augmented reality. It is said that they have 10,000 software and hardware engineers working on these problems. In addition, Tim Cook of Apple has also made cryptic comments about augmented reality, and it is widely believed that Apple are also working hard on a pair of augmented reality glasses. As a result, we believe both these companies will release augmented reality glasses sometime in the next five years, but maybe sooner, and so we're looking at companies that will benefit from this. For example, we own Sony in the fund, which makes, makes the best vision sensors. We own multiple gaming plays on augmented reality. And we recently bought Unity, a company that creates the software that benefits from people making content for AR and VR. And then finally, as I said previously, right now, telecoms companies are shifting their subs from 4G to 5G. In many markets, they will not be able to monetize this, but in some markets, which are consolidated, it's possible that they will be able to charge a bit extra for the very high speeds that 5G provides. In addition, in the US, we have seen mobile companies starting to sell 4G and most importantly, 5G home broadband solutions, which we believe in rural areas are very compelling. 
Therefore, we're very excited about some specific mobile telecoms companies who are being able to monetize 5G, both in the normal consumer products and also as a rural fixed broadband standard. So those are three areas that we're particularly excited about at the moment. Thanks, John, for those insightful answers. And thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, James, for asking those questions. And thank you, everyone, again, for spending the time to listen to these this podcast. Thank you very much to James Hickling and John Guinness. That was the Fidelity Podcast. 